talking i'm crapping on people that are freaking doing their love fan letters and i shouldn't be just as a writer can get chapped but yeah no it was uh i'm actually torn like i really i enjoyed the show up until the last episode like i feel really? like if they had done yeah i i did not like the last i thought it was kind of a cop-out like, it was, oh, we want to be different, so we're going to be extremely different. I was like, oh. To the point where okay. it, it just rubs you wrong. Yeah, well, we didn't. We got no resolution to the story. Like, it just kind of like, oh, hey, I'm behind the scenes. So now I'm going to sit here and make smart comments and blah, 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 and then the show's just ended. Oh. By the way, it's over. Yeah. Like it just it just ended and it was like oh, well, like you're you're building it's like you're building to a freaking a climax here and then you're just like oh and we're done. Okay. I can see that. Man. It just like if they had done that in like the third or fourth episode, and like kind of still went or like maybe the second to last episode, but then still had, you know, an ending. It would have been cool. I, I, I probably wouldn't have minded it nearly as much. But like, I really hated the fact that they just like, okay, all the stuff's hitting at once. I'm out. I'm going to go behind the scenes and talk my way out of it. And we're just going to wrap the show up from there. Yeah, the Kevin Feige thing was kind of weird. Yeah, like it wasn't a horrible idea, but it was a horrible ending. And the first time they mentioned the X-Men. Okay, cool. They mentioned the X-Men. It was way cooler when it was just freaking the little snippet of Wolverine on the internet. Oh, guy in, with claws and bar. It's like, oh, that's an Easter egg. That's fun. You got not saying, okay, we're doing the X-Men. Now. Okay, cool. You could have done that at San Diego Comic-Con two weeks ago or a month ago. A couple months ago, whatever it was. Now, if I was doing a meta thing here, and I hate using that term, mm-hmm. I wonder if they were doing what usually... Remember when Colin and I were uh, complaining about Moon Knight? About how 
Like, there's always a 12-issue series every three years of, of Moon Knight. And six, mm-hmm. six issues in, like, hey, all the great people, Bendis and Malieve, like, they're gone now. Here's the D-lister writers, and they're going to take over now, and we expect you to be okay with it. Um, they did... What if they did that? <laughs> what if they did that on the last episode? Just because they do that all the time on She-Hulk comic books, too. Like, like they, like... They're, they're like... Barely getting issue six uh, with Jack uh, Jack Hearts right now, and mm-hmm. all the meat and potatoes really ended in the last big series of uh, the Fantastic Four, and all the problems that he was having uh, within uh, She Hulk got resolved within Fantastic Four. But they get into She Hulk, and it's all of a sudden it's like, okay, that's kind of resolved, but not really. Um, and then they don't give her a good ending. Yeah, and then it just peters out. Like, I wonder if they, that was like, God, I hope it's not. Like, there was some like meta joke. Like, okay, we're gonna end it like all She-Hulk comics, where you hate the ending and you love the beginning, because we gave the reins to people that didn't deserve it. And um, now, um, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like it was the intention the whole time was just to do something different. Which I'm, you know, it's cool. I just. I personally didn't care for the route they took. I didn't either. Yeah, I mean, it's what it is, man. Freaking, they really... There could have been something. Like, there wasn't even, like... Like, they didn't do anything with the Todd character. Oh, he got arrested. Okay. Cool. There's oh, a... Abomination. They just, they just kind of like, yeah, they just kind of talked their way out of it. Instead oh, of freaking... Get a talk, uh, needed talk to, talk. There was no resolution to it. It was like... I talked to this computer. The computer said, okay. And we went with that. There, there are episodes of Law and Order ending. SVU that have ended better. Mm-hmm. Like, what What should have happened was great resolution. She's kicking butt as a freaking uh, attorney. Meets a guy. Having dinner with all her friends. Everything's wrapped up in a nice little pretty package. And that's it. Issue 12 is over. Or issue 6. Yeah, and I want to see her happy, just for a minute before you relaunch it and do another issue one or some D listers take over and do issue seven through like canceled before issue thirteen or eleven or twelve comes out. Um, yeah, yeah, but the whole meta thing with Feige was like, mm-mm. yeah, like I said, it might have worked in like episode four or episode. Or episode eight. And then, like, you freaking... Like, there just needed to be a resolution for the ending. Correct. Something. You know, and they're just... Okay, we're having, you know... Matt Murdock's coming over for a hangout and... At the family barbecue, and then Hulk shows up with his son. Mm. Huh? Okay. That's the part that chapped me the most, man. Really? They never fully uh, explained the difference between Scar and Sakaar um, when after uh, Planet Hulk and World War Hulk, um, son of Hulk, tiny little watchman looking guy, hates his dad on his way to Earth, um, but then uh, Scar was already on Earth, like the big old like Conan looking Hulk, like trying to yeah. be pals with his dad, and they never resolved that. 
It was it was very confusing. And then we get this guy that's like some dude bro with a freaking like uh, skullet haircut. Which like why did they do that? That looked really weird. And all of a sudden, yeah. him and his son are okay. They were, him and his son have never been okay. There have been times in battle when you know Scar like helped out Hulk and like pat on the back, but never like that. Like, like he gotcha. he, he, he it, remi- it reminded me of like uh, freaking. Uh, I'm about to take my son to the college of my alma mater that uh, I'm pressuring him to be into. <laughs> And he's got a stupid haircut, and he's smiling, and who the hell is this guy, and who cares? Like, uh, yeah, like, uh, like, like, I guess they were trying to like resolve from episode one when like he takes off in one of those uh, the one of the jets after the the, the crash. Mm-hmm. And he's calling her from space on the way to God knows where, and yeah, that uh, General Walters uh, School for uh, Wayward Artists and Writers is not okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was what it was. Freaking not great, but I like the series up till then. Mm. Kind of found it funny that freaking most of the uh, the bad guys in the uh, in Obama in, in Obama stay, as it were. Obama's were actually <laughs> were actually ended up legitimately being good guys, or at least nice people. Because I totally expected them to all turn on her at some point. It's funny seeing that through uh, the actor Tim Roth, because like he's most popularized by uh, all the Tarantino movies he's been in, like uh, Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction, uh, to a lesser extent uh, Four Rooms, where he's just. Uh... Do you ever see Four Rooms? No. Uh, Tarantino directed like one of the four stories in that um, he's you never can get a really good grasp on what he is good guy bad guy he chooses what he wants to do when he wants to do it and uh, I really liked his portrayal of the abomination in this because it really portrayed that like you just don't know yeah no was, yeah he like I said dude though the the whole series up until the finale I was really into and then freaking the finale just kind of Kick me out of the bus. Yeah, it was definitely something where you're like, pull the cord, man. Let's get off this ride. I'd rather walk home. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather walk home and maybe get mugged, but whatever. Let's just get out of here and freaking... Uh... It's, a seedy, it's a seedy side of town. Mm-hmm. You get left off on Constitution and Powers. <laughs> eh, powers ain't too bad. Constitution and Academy. <laughs> Oh, then you're getting run over. Yeah. And uh, your corpse getting robbed. And yep. Freaking Colorado Springs. Man. Robbed if you're lucky. It's right. just gonna, just gonna cost you your dignity and your wallet. We'll end up in another episode of Joe Kenda. Oh, not again. Not again. Who played you in the last one? It was that big Samoan no, guy? Some short, some short bald guy. I thought it was that big Samoan guy. No, that was my buddy Dwayne. I got played by some Egon-looking guy. I only wear my glasses when I have to. And, and that wig that freaking was obviously a wig. Obviously a wig. Sadly. Just some like old, right. old, old white guy in goth makeup and begging for his life. I didn't beg like that. 
I politely <laughs> asked for my life. Like a man. Yeah. <laughs> what you got next, man? Let's get into some comics. Yeah, let's uh you wanna do what's in the box? Yeah, you first. Alrighty. Well this is a uh this is one I've been looking for for quite a while, looking for a price that would work for me. And this actually finishes up my official my uh my original B list. Which uh you know, my B list is a list that's right underneath my grails. Sounds and uh, freaking, no, I did. I think it's really awesome. Like, looking at this one for a while. Like, if something happened to you, would they have to hook some cables up to you to resurrect you? Yeah, it would be the first time. Let's face facts. I <laughs> <laughs> ended up in minefields in the first place. Reserved. Sheesh. But yeah, no, I got a Batman with Robin issue two thirty four. The first Silver Age appearance of Two-Face. Oh, that is beautiful, man. Oh, that's gorgeous. Uh, finally got the uh, the pirate ship issue. Freaking, yeah, ended up, funny story, I ended up trying to freaking uh, made an offer on eBay to pay a guy, and he counter-offered, and I ended up counter-offering his counter-offer, and he just stopped talking. And then I eventually ended up going back to him like a week later with another bid, and we were able to meet in the middle and freaking was able to get the book. If you don't mind me asking, it's a price key on that one. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you later. Cool. We'll talk about that afterwards. So we're headed, uh. to, so we're headed to Mexico tomorrow, huh? All right, cool. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm done like that. I hate New Mexico. <laughs> but yeah, no, man. It's uh, like I said, it just officially kills off. I got, I've got some other ones on my uh, my B list, as I refer to it. But uh, as of right now, that officially kills off my original B list. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on that one, man. That's 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 a great. Mm. Now, uh, when uh, your homeboy buys you a bunch of McFarlane '66 uh, uh, McFarlane figures. Uh, be sure and shake my hand after that. Because I'm sure it'll be very appreciative of getting any McFarlane figures. Or I'll punch you in the face. You know what you did. <laughs> I do know what I did. I don't like suffering alone. I don't, I don't like suffering alone this one, man. Freaking, I, t I texted you today. Like, freaking, like, Target has all these stuff that, like, even, like, the McFarlane Toy Store doesn't, like, publish they got. Yeah. What was the, uh, like, did the picture come in for Zurin or all of, what is it? <laughs> Batman of Zurinah. Zurinah. No, it actually didn't. I don't think. Yeah, but the whole point of it is all these, like, baddies that you put to get, put them together and you, you get Starro, which ain't fair. Because I got to have it to match my Suicide Squad. That is true. That is true. And so do you. Which... But yeah, no, nah, man, freaking, uh, so who else is in that set? Um, there's a Superman, I don't know these ones, like a Superman with a U instead of an S. Um, I think it's like, I think That's it's Ultraman. I think it's all those jerks from that, uh, that place that a Waller disappeared to. Cause, uh, yeah, Earth, cause, 3, Earth 3, the crime syndicate. Yeah. Cause Superwoman is that chick that was seducing Superman and, uh, what's his name? And Batman and yep. Owl Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, too. I remember seeing him. Yep, I was right. It's those guys. 
Now, it would have been better, nice. other than Starro. It was the Superior Justice League. What would have been better is if it would have, you, you could have pieced together an Amanda Waller and then mailed away the proof of purchases along with $30 each for your Starro pieces. I'd have gone for that. No, no, you're no. You're going to start trying to, bar you're gonna try to bargain with Mr. McFarlane? So, no, no, vice versa. Cool with Starro being the Build-A-Figure. Mail in your proof of purchase with 30 bucks for each proof of purchase for your Amanda Waller figure. I'll bring it up to good old Uncle Todd and see what he says. Nah, he's listening right now, man. It's going to happen. Like, t like tomorrow. They're going to be like, special edition, Amanda Waller figure. It's going to happen. Like, it was proof when Speedy Bullets came out. Like, that wasn't fair. <laughs> like, we joked about it for too long. The Todd knows. The Todd knows. The Todd does not abide. The Todd wants to get paid. The Todd robs you blind. <laughs> my so what, anyway, my what's, what's, your, the, what's your what's in the box? My what's in the box, uh, old Mr. Brett hooked it up, uh, had a rando issue of, uh, it, it, it's right up there with like, Superman versus The Flash, who can run fast enough, Superman versus Muhammad Ali, but this is the Marvel team-up, number 74, Spider-Man and the not-ready-for-prime-time players. Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Jane Curtin, Garrett Morris, Bill Murray, Lorraine Newman, Gilda Radner, plus Lorne Michaels, and Stan Lee himself. Even Lorne Michaels is in this, and I gotta show you the cover. It's, it's gorgeous. We got Belushi in the front as uh, Samurai Delicatessen. Wielding a uh, sword that may or may not be real. And uh, the episode is that uh, Stan the Man Lee is hosting Saturday Night Live. Check it no, out. Of course he is. No, he's got, but he's got like Thor and everyone with him. And uh, they they reenact some of like some iconic skits uh freaking parker is in the crowd with mary jane i mean they really nailed this on that man uh funny enough uh chris claremont wrote this really yes he did mm, paper smells kosher spidey saves the day Oh, this is such a glorious issue i read it beforehand man i i, I i've been wanting this for so long and uh I, I, I obviously I was gonna get it the second I got it, but it was one of those things that I knew you were like, man, you get you always get the weirdest stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, because I've never even heard of that. Yeah. I, like you knew about this before you saw it tonight. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Live wow. from New York. It's Saturday night, number seventy-four, October. Let's see what year it is. It even has the old school NBC logo. Uh, I see the N. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of this. Damn. I didn't even realize it when you sent it to me. I didn't. I saw the not, you know, I'm ready for primetime players, but I didn't realize that it was, you know, Ackroyd and Belushi and Radner and all that. Yeah. This is published 1978. So it was two years into Saturday Night Live and. Like, you can tell who was cast because it's Bill Murray, not um, Chevy Chase. Oh, man, but Gilda Radner in here. God, she's, she was my favorite, man. She's always my favorite. She, she is my always. 
100% favorite. Funny thing enough is, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, there was a, um, a skit they did way back in the day where it was uh, Superman and Lois Lane were throwing a dinner party. And they actually invited DC characters along with Marvel Comics over to the dinner party. Uh, Belushi, okay. Belushi played the Hulk. And uh, there was a huge line to get in the bathroom. And Hulk comes out of the bathroom. And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> and, uh, um, but uh, Garrett Morris played Ant-Man in, like, a legit Ant-Man costume. And uh, they specifically cast him in Ant-Man, the first one. It was wonderful. I mean, like, I popped. Like, I totally popped that he was in that. Like, Garrett Morris, uh, genius actor, man, and comedian. But the fact that they specifically cast him in Ant-Man just for the homage uh, was wonderful. That's awesome. It I was, didn't realize that. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I think it was like a taxi driver or something like that, but he, he always played a taxi driver in the show, too, so it was even better. But, nice, nice. But Hunt bless all those that hooked us up uh, this last week. New Era, again, amazing. But uh, what do you got next, man? Uh, let's see what I'm gonna go. Eh, I'm gonna go. Let me see. I guess we're going into the going into the weeklies for the day. The weeklies. No, let's start out with uh, I am Batman fourteen. Let's do it. You know the, the Batman of New York City. Yes. Yeah, no. We, it kind of starts out with a uh, a retelling of what's going on. We had a an activist that was killed. And then when Anarchy decided to help find out what was going on, Anarchy was killed. And Batman and The Question are trying to figure out who was the one that put the bullet in Anarchy. Right. And we end up finding out that it was um, some fellow activist that they were the ones that uh, that killed Anarchy. And the reason they figured that out is because they, they realized that the way Anarchy acted, he the only way someone could get close enough to put a bullet in him is if it was somebody he trusted. And freaking, they end up having to take down these activists that, you know, thought they were right and freaking... You know, it's basically like, oh, the, the cops are against us. And, you know, they're basically like, yeah, they are, you know, some of them are, but you guys, you know, you can't, you can't go around murdering people and then be like, oh, the cops are against us because you murdered somebody. Yeah, we got, we got, you know, that while that's going on, we've got the, uh, the side story where Jace's sister is trying to keep her friend from going back into the gang life. And she, at the end of last issue, she put on a costume was going after her. And the, uh, the girl in questions, friends are telling her she, they need to, you know, we need to want you back in. You got to do your part. You got to rob this, uh, rob this corner store basically. And, uh, his sister freaking comes out and is like, you know, you got two choices, either you can do this or you don't. And, you know, what I do to you is going to be based on, you know, your decision-making skills. And she ends up dropping the gun and running. And 
uh, his sister ends up beating uh, these uh, these three guys. And unfortunately, they make enough of a uh, a scene that the cops are called. And his sister, while masked, ends up taking, uh, you know, hitting Officer Chubbs, who is the, the cop in charge of working with Jace as Batman. She ends up, you know, hitting her with a pipe and running. And freaking they end up getting into a, into a scuffle, and then she ends up taking off. And while we're doing that, you know, Batman ends up coming on the scene, and unfortunately, you know, somebody got a picture of his sister in this mask, and he recognizes who she is. And freaking like, 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 how oblivious was it, or obvious was it? Like, was it like uh, Batman '89, where it's obviously like homeboy helping everyone out, and he just happens to like a poorly placed like. Well, her, her her face is covered enough, but she's in a hoodie, and she's got a, a like a ski mask or a, like half a ski mask with her eyes showing, and like because Chubb shows her that shows him the picture, and he instantly realizes who she is. So like it's it's not like she's got a full blown, like specially made by Lucius Fox Robin outfit. Yeah, but she she has. You know, she's just as, you know, I grab some stuff from the house and freaking it's enough to cover me up. But so he's like, you know, I'll handle this. And she's like, you know, you better because if you don't, I will. And freaking he ends up talking with uh, Chubbs's partner. And Chubbs and Chubbs's partner ends up, you know kind of pushing the right buttons, you know, talking about how, you know, if he wasn't so scared, he wouldn't have run from Gotham and he's not helping out with this whole dark crisis thing. And, you know, he ends up just calling, he ends up calling Jason Coward to his face in his Batman outfit. And freaking Jace ends up doing the exact same thing, hitting, hitting Officer Whitaker. Hitting the ghost. Yeah. And freaking, you know, Chubbs has to basically pull him off of her partner. Well, do you notice that when he hits him, the yellow line around him extends around the cape and the baton? Yeah. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I didn't realize. I didn't realize it freaking went to. It doesn't like while they're Batman as well. While they're having a little tete a tete, when he pulls out his little like nightsticks, there shook. Shut your mm-hmm. mouth. Then full blown. Like, I wonder if he has, just has to yeah. be close enough. Either that, or he's gonna push the right buttons. Like it's like the the matter you get, the more likely he has to take control. I think it's gonna be a proximity it, thing, man. It might be. Yeah, can you look at the very last scene? Like, because Whitaker's got that that look over him but uh the line around like he's got the line all, all around him full full yellow but chubbs doesn't have a line at all and batman ha- batman's line is starting to fade so i think it's an i think it's an anger thing really i dig it 
I, I think it's I think it's either an anger thing or like an adrenaline thing where your adrenaline's pumping and you know that's what uh what gives him control. Because you definitely see that yellow in his eyes in the last scene. No, you don't. No, you see you see the yellow in his eyes. Not fully like it was earlier. Yeah, I don't know, but it's still there. But like you know, he's you know Chubb is like I don't know if he's gonna make it. Freaking uh. So this is super interesting to see what's gonna where they're gonna go with this. Cause I don't, I don't believe they've said anything about Whitaker having any type of powers. But this could also be like a dark crisis thing where maybe under his uh under his suit he's got the chains that they're using in dark crisis to show that uh somebody is possessed by the evil seems a little intricate and the one of the reasons why i'm not happy with the new york being involved too small leave it alone i wish they would just said this happens after dark crisis get over it yeah So I'm interested to see where they go with it. I'm, I'm, I'm digging the series so far. I'm, I've enjoyed it tremendously. I don't think it's bad. I just one of those things where I wish they did something a little bit differently doesn't mean I'm right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean everybody's got their books they like, and everyone's got, you know, some people like some stuff, some people don't. There have been a book that came out that like you loved, like wholeheartedly didn't understand why everyone else didn't like it or wasn't like listening to you I'm a pretty big Green Arrow fan I'm freaking nobody ever really Green Arrow and Suicide Squad are the books I tend to really enjoy that like I don't understand why other people don't enjoy it as much you got me in the Suicide Squad uh, like, I am freaking I, I love Suicide Squad I think it's a great book but it never it never lasts no. Like it's freaking it's always got it always goes like a year, maybe two or three. And like it but it never it like the Ostrander run initially gets to like sixty six issues and then they did a a sixty seventh issue years later as part of Blackish Night. But other than that, I don't think it's ever gone past fifty issues. Let alone made it to like a hundred. Good enough to get past, like, a D-lister taking over for one or two issues? Yeah. But, like, yeah, it just, it just never... I've been, uh, I got into Suicide Squad with the new 52 and freaking... It never, it never, it just, it's just one of those books that never lasts, freaking... At least the latest Green Arrow was kind of a victim of a doomsday clock and the, the timing issues. Correct. Jeff Jones really has a hair up, hair up himself for anything Watchmen, doing his best to get everything in. And uh, that being said, um, <clears throat> you want to take point for Flashpoint because I'm not too happy with it. <clears throat> Give me just a second. I want to look up see if I'm actually correct on the uh, the number of issues for Suicide Squad. Yeah, because I know, because I know for sure the. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's because it's had seven, uh, first one it's on oh, 68 issues. It's 66 plus this annual and a special. Second one had 12 issues. Third one had eight. Fourth one had 32. A new Suicide Squad ran for 22 issues. 
volume five ran for actually hit the 50 issue mark and a one shot and then the last one went for 11 issues so once it once it hit the majestic 50 or twice if you count since you count since i'm counting the ostrander run so yeah i love i love suicide squad it just never freaking never pans out it's definitely something you have to invest in. I remember when I was going through Brett's books uh, tonight, some of the books I kind of regret, regret not getting was the, uh, he had like a 30-issue Gil Simone uh, Birds of Prey run that was pre-Brightest Night. Um, I've, been telling, oh, nice. okay. I've, been, I've been telling you for a while, um, not that you haven't listened, that if it's Birds of Prey, Gil Simone, you know, scoop it up and uh, be a little frugal. And you didn't? Being a little frugal tonight, man. <laughs> Well, we've we've got a uh, we've got the flea market this weekend. Got to hit Uncle Ed's. Freaking, um, they weren't in bags and boards, which still kind of chat me. It's like they were buck naked, just chilling. Like like your uncle Lonnie back in the day when you went over for Thanksgiving dinner. From down with no pants. Oh, I didn't know everyone was here already. Yes, <laughs> answer the door with his turkey and giblets hanging out. Turkey and giblets. Yeah. We're gonna make that into a shirt, like bagging and boarding. We're not making a turkey and giblet shirt. <laughs> it's all fun and games. So you make ten, and all of a sudden they sell out the same day. And I'm just like, ah, just sad. All right, so we're in Flashpoint Beyond, six of six. The whole thing comes comes out. We got Rip Hunter and Batman, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Going back and forth about how uh, this snow globe has uh, is going to destroy the universe because you know they have to they have to he has to give it back to them that way they can take all the power out of it and make it just a regular snow globe again because it's imbued with the abilities of uh, Doctor Manhattan and you know Batman just wants his father back. And at the same time, we've got a uh, in Flashpoint itself. We've got Thomas Wayne Batman and Martha Wayne Joker. And turns out Martha has been killing all these time travelers. That way, they can get a, you know, they can create what she's calling a time sphere to go back and save Bruce. And freaking Thomas gives in, you know. He, you know, this is his chance to get his wife back and get his kid back, and he's going to take it. You know, and then all of a sudden, out walks, you know, this version of a of Two-Face, which is dual, uh, is it dual dent I believe? I don't know how to that's, pronounce that's it. Not, it's not dual dent freaking... Uh, but uh, it's Two-Face's wife and son. This is a heavy scene, man. Oh, yeah. I got freaking. And Martha Wayne's trying to talk to her, get her to. Not to kill her own son. <laughs> yeah. And Thomas Wayne is getting ready to go, you know, with his wife into this, into this time sphere to go save his son. And freaking. Uh, Harvey Dent's son is the Dent's kid is Dexter Dent is just like you know if you do that what's going to happen to me 
and he's doing that while his mom's got a gun pointed to his head. Ready, ready to do the job. Yeah. That's Sam. And he's just like, Dr. Wayne, am I going to die? And he's, Thomas Wayne's just trying to come to terms with what he's going to do because he's looking at this little kid and he's just like, this is a kid that's, you know, been with him this whole time. Screw this kid. Or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, you won't die, Dexter. You'll, you'll have never lived. And Thomas decides not to, he decides not to do it. You know, he, he, you know, and Marge was just like, you know, you're asking me to choose him over our son. And she's like, I can't. And he's just, you know, Thomas Wayne, to his credit, you know, maybe to his credit, maybe not. You know, it's kind of up for debate. And freaking, he's like, I have to. And freaking, you know, this version of Two-Face is just like, my son isn't supposed to exist and neither are you. And. She's going to, you know, she's going to put a bullet in her own kid's brain. And then, you know, Martha Wayne Joker freaking stops her from pulling the trigger and then puts a bullet in her head himself, herself. Oof. Like, like, and, she, she timed it just right. I mean, like, he's just about to fly towards her and boom, he gets blasted sideways. And she can't yeah. think of a funnier joke. Yeah. But yeah, we uh we end up showing that uh was I believe yeah it was Wayne Manor just you know exploded tumbling to the ground, and the Waynes and Dexter Dent are just on top of this near nearby building, and just kind of watching it all end, and it kind of looks like the uh, the last scene from Fight Club. That was a hundred percent last scene from Fight Club, man. Just looking over the smoldering embers. Of their now destroyed empire, and they're still alive. And what do we do now? Yeah. Great call on that, man. I, I don't know why I didn't pick up on that. Like it's perfect. Yeah, it just kind of came to me right then. But yeah, now we go back to present day, and freaking all the energy is out of the snow globe, and freaking Rip Hunter and Quirky are just like, what happened? Yeah, we gotta get back to the time lab right before Bruce Wayne screws up the universe. And Rip's just like, no. And Corky's like, why not? And Batman's just like, because my father proved you both wrong. And at the end of the day, this was basically a gamble that he knew Bruce knew that his father at the end of the day would make the right choice and not destroy the universe just to get his son back. You know, he just says it was in his letter. And like the next couple of pages are just going over, going over the letter, you know, talking about, you know, how the, you know, talking about how Barry Allen was haunted by his past. And that's what initially caused the flashpoint. And he's trying not to do, make that same mistake. You know, we end up seeing that, uh, you know, they basically, they take Martha with them. And they've got her locked up in this room. That way she can't hurt anybody else. And they're they're talking to each other. And, you know, Batman, you know, Thomas Wayne Batman now has, is they're raising Dexter as their own. And freaking, 
he's becoming the new Robin. And like, here's you know, here's the flashpoint version of the Joker just telling him that he, let her husband know that Dexter's shoelaces are untied and she doesn't want him to trip. Right. And like one of the, you know, and they end up running out to to solve another crime. It's funny. It's like uh, it's like the opposite of go get him, uh, go get him, tiger. Or you just hit the jackpot, tiger. <laughs> go kill some Kryptonians. Yeah. See, that's why I thought like uh, that there was gonna be an ex- extra issues on this one because like like they have not resolved the Kryptonians at all. And I thought that no, was, not at all. I thought that was gonna be like the like the main meat potatoes of the ending. Like there was gonna be something on a Kryptonian ship that. Uh, old Thomas finds and makes the hard decision, but not just Martha puts a bullet in new two faces head and they basically steal the child. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. They're just going to kill the, kill the parents and raise the kid of their own. No big deal. But yeah, no, um, I think this just sets up for part three. You know, we got the initial flashpoint. We now we got flashpoint beyond, you know, now we're going to get, you know, cause this is, you know, it's a good story. They got a lot of interesting tweaks on characters that, like, for the diehard fans, you're like, oh, that's what they did with this guy. That's what they did with that girl and all that. So I think I think we're going to end up being in, like, you know, like how in the Indeceased, uh, they ended up leaving a couple of crucial parts at the end of the last series. That way they could build upon it for the next series, like when they... Uh, the fact that they that Superman was left in the sun absorbing all the sun and freaking uh that dark side had been zombified and then we never saw a dark side again. You know, you knew those were gonna come back, and I think that's gonna be I think they're gonna end up doing I'll continue uh, another six issue series with this and it's going to end. Yeah, that's where we're gonna find out more about Batman and Robin versus the Kryptonians. Definitely gonna end up with Uncle Todd robbing me. They already have the oh, sculpts. Yeah, no, yeah. They already have the sculpts then. It's gonna happen. They oh know. yeah. Yeah, they're gonna do some freaking it's gonna yeah, you're you're dead. I don't mind. It is it is fish in a barrel. You, are, you yeah. didn't need that paycheck anyway. No, not at all. But they've got a limited edition cover, brother. Hey, back from a quick break to you guys. Great breakdown of some uh, Flashpoint there, man. I get confused with that whole timeline sometimes, man, because, like, I, even though I've got every issue of the original run, like, mm-hmm. I still don't understand the necessity of it. I mean, like, obviously, you know, it births us of New 52, but at the same time, though, when they're, like, struggling to bring it in and they, they go full Watchmen at the end, um... Yeah. Like, Jeff Johns has been trying to push Watchmen for so long, and it kind of feels like it's being forced. Um, granted, we got some great see that. great characters, the marionette, uh, the ventriloquist, uh, Manhattan is in our version of uh, DC, but, like, just constantly pushing it, especially, like, with the before Watchmen, because, like, he was kind of overseeing that, and then freaking um, we got you know, Doomsday Clock, which was awesome, but that also took almost two years, or actually almost two and a half years for 12 issues to come out. So, granted, I'm a little skeptical. 
Yeah, like, I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of Doomsday Clock. I kind of thought it it dragged. I think I don't think the story was told as concisely as it could have. But I definitely kind of, like, the thing about it is, is it's one of those things, like, what happened? What's happened with the anybody from Watchmen since? Well, we've got a, like, you turn the page after it ends, and we get to, like, you know, like, there's time travelers showing, like, oh, you know, we've got some, like, Cherry Bomb, Salem the Witch Girl, Quiz Kid, they're all, you know, about to happen. But then we get this mm-hmm. Watchmen view where they do the uh, nine panels, all the secondary colors, and, uh, like, the, what would you call this beast? It's not, it's not necessarily a liger, but it's purple or maroon. This one's maroon. All maroon. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got the Asian uh, spawn of Ozymandias. Which, uh, did, mm-hmm. did you ever finish the uh, HBO version? I never got around to it. I need uh, to. I've got it on Blu ray. Like, um, wait, then, um, then never mind. I have not said anything. Scratch anything I just said. I'll bring you the Blu ray. Okay. I'll bring you the Blu ray when I see you next because you got to see him. But, um, when I get into, uh, and you're going to want to check the, some speculative prices here. I know we're not too big in speculatory anything. But uh, Amazing Spider number 11, uh, Legacy 905, uh, we mm-hmm. see, um, <clears throat> let's see, Yorktown, we've got, wow, this is, this, this is something else here, man. Uh, Ned Leeds' girlfriend, you know, they, they have a kid, and all of a sudden she hears a commotion, the baby's nursery and the a hobgob a hobgoblin is there i won't let them hurt him takes off with the baby now peter's been working for norman for some time now here and their um uh relationship's a little strained you know obviously and parker needs to go clear his head and he meets up with black cat and he finally for the first time ever asks her out on a date enough so it kind of rattles him and uh what's going on you know with us and like I can't tell you how many times total, but anytime anyone has ever asked me what's going on with us, uh, we're about to have an uncomfortable conversation here. It's and and the, yeah. like the the, the 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 pages are flipped here, and Felicia's like, "Oh, uh, don't tell me we're up here for the view," and he's like, "I don't know, maybe," and like. He kind of does like the kind of bush league. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I kind of like you. Maybe we want to go out for a date. And she's like, really? And uh, confident looks good on you. And you know, regardless of you know, thanks for the uh, taking the initiative, Peter. And she takes off. And he's like, oh my god, that actually worked. But his spidey sense is going crazy the whole time. And why is it so hard? I better walk home. Like it rattled him so much. He walks home in the rain. And uh, Ned Leeds is there. And hey. Uh, Remember the whole hobgoblin thing? Yeah. And uh, he's like, uh, what's going on with this little X-Men thing? He's like, don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, uh, w- w- tell me about the hobgoblin thing. And uh, Parker gives him as much information he can give to Ned, you know, without fully, you know, releasing it. But he's got photos of uh, Norman Osborn uh, on the docks doing some shady business, uh, you know, those, the telescopic lens photos uh, with Roderick, mm-hmm. with Roderick Kingsley. Ooh. The original Hobgoblin. And dumb, dumb, dumb. the problem here is, is that uh, 
Parker confronts him, and he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, Roderick is upset because uh, I pretty much stole all of his his inventions, and he's pretty chapped about it. And he's like, and what are you going to do? Oh, uh, I'm paying him off. What do you mean? I'm paying him his half. What do you mean, paying him his half? Oh, I'm, I'm getting square with him. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, we're just getting square. And Parker exactly. obviously doesn't trust him, and he's like, you know, you don't have to do this stuff alone, Norman. That's why I'm here. And Norman whispers himself, of course, Peter, I'll see you Thursday night when he's supposed to meet up with little Roderick on the docks. And Roderick has his hired goons, and we've got Junior Junior, uh, Junior, Junior, Junior doing some spectacular art here. Is this Junior Junior or someone else doing Junior's art? Let me just double check. Nope, it's Junior Junior. Freaking... Norman shows up with the contracts. They sign them. And uh, Roger's like, wait, that it? <laughs> like, yeah, I uh, told you. Uh, you mean I brought all these guys out here for nothing? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Uh, I want to move on. I hope you can do the same. And Roger's like, sorry, I, I, I'm a bit like a dog caught like the car here. Don't expect you to fold so easy. And uh, deciding if I walk away or see how much uh, crap you'll eat. And Kingsley, that sound, there's a there's screech. And uh, what are you, like, you doing the hobgoblin thing? No, it's not me. And then crash, crash, boom, hobgoblin shows up. Tonight, your acrid crop comes to harvest and madness rides the night winds. And we go to um, reporter's wife sitting there with the baby back in the bassinet where it should be and someone offhand says don't worry little winston i just gave mommy a little something to help her rest she's tired mom's asleep we did a lot of good work here this evening so we don't know what's going on with the hobgoblin i've never understood what, what happens with the hobgoblin it just seems like a psycho guy that found a glider and some pumpkin bombs in his uh wish.com outfit here and um but they're they're really investing here and I'm looking forward to it, especially like back in the day when Normie was born and being raised and, you know, being part of the, the goblin carnage symbiote. Um, but then again, you can never discredit an amazing Spider-Man book because you never know what's going to happen. It might not be the yeah, best story no. now, but not speculatory, just invest in your reading material. This was a great read. Great read. Um, do Powerbomb number uh, five was phenomenal. Uh, we'll talk. I'd say we finish that up when it's done. And um, we got Spawn. Uh, Spawn gets his ass whooped. I'll give you that one. Everyone turns on him. Cygor, Daniel, Medieval Spawn. Not Cygor. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. <laughs> that's exactly what he says. Come on, not you two, Cygor. It might have been in like a E2, Cygor. And <laughs> two, yeah, yeah, it's like, and just pounding the dirt and uh, the assault on Omega Island by Sin, and the quest to unlock the dead spots are happening when uh, Sin, who is the now newly manifestation of uh, Cogliostro, uh, has drastically underestimated the uh, the Violator. Violator has been spitting too. Yeah. And we get into a tete-a-tete with uh, Daniel and Al Simmons. The, the problem here is, 
is that when Al Simmons blew his own head off and locked the the, the dead zones back in like eighty seven or eighty five, freaking um, mm-hmm. the guy, some dude in a coma all of a sudden wakes up with Spawn's powers, and he happens to look just like if you go back to issue one. Um, Spawn does everything he can. He uses he uses like half his power to make himself look like a human to talk to Wanda, but he can't use his power to make him look like himself. He looks like this blonde little white boy. And the blonde white boy is Daniel that wakes up, and for a good, like, 20 issues, like, he's in control. But now he's showed up, and he's betrayed Spawn, got everyone to turn against him. And uh, Spawn's like, you know, of course you do this, you know, with your powers. He's like, I'm not a Hellspawn. Never was. So there's that mm. there's that little uh, kink in the armor. And then uh, Nick shows up, who uh, died in issue 300, that was the whole reason why Jessica Priest, uh, she spawned, is involved here. So we've got some extra layers here with more people that can teleport, which kind of bothers me because they're traveling domestically and sometimes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's happening. I, I dig it. And um, uh, that's what I got. You know, I'm, I'm happy. You know, did you, did you look up any uh, worth of uh, freaking uh, first appearance of Hellspawn of uh, Hobgoblin? Like price wise? Yeah, I mean you got that the other day. Yeah, Revelation. No. You just happy you I had it. Around to it. Never thought about it. It's because we don't care. Yeah, it like We're saving big, books. One of the big first appearances I didn't that was looking for for Spider Man that I hadn't found yet. What do you Let me see, actually. Let's... Yeah, no, it's it's a good priced book. A lot of a lot of smaller bids right now. It's like a. Buy it now is going anywhere from three fifty to five fifty. Wow. Got a nine point six here for a grand. How good a condition is the one you got? Yeah. Yeah, let's say it's anywhere between uh three fifty to six hundred. Nice. That's super cool. Both of us are going to have to hire someone to guard each other's graves, whoever dies first. Because I will be grave robbing you if you're buried with any of these. Oh, no, you're definitely dying first. I... <laughs> <laughs> I've seen one of your ex-girlfriends. You're definitely dying first. <laughs> no, she, she was really hot, by the way. Guys, that just means I make poor choices, not drunk choices. Except for that one time. Shut up. <laughs> I Listen, man. Just give me the credit. We're she gonna suffocate. She's going to suffocate you with that blanket. Well, as long as she was hot doing it. Credit where credit's due. Because that makes sense. It does make sense. Doesn't make sense. I'm only one down on this one. Whew. That's true. I'm almost... Uh, Waited uh, a little bit closer to the old giant size for Mr. Morales there. Yeah. 
I'll get there sooner rather than later. We'll be at some vendor. Like might uh, be my. Uh, it's definitely my goal, but it might be my goal for 2023. Oh, it'd be a great goal. to actually get it. Like, oh, Josh here is going to pay for the rest of it, and I pull out a suitcase and like, where's the money? I'm like, that's better than money, sir. Those are IOUs. <laughs> Today I'm cashing in. You see that there? Minefields issue 125. $88. Want to hold on to that one. <laughs> it's true. That's a good bet. Well, yeah, no, man, freaking. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. What you got next, man? Nah, I think we're, I think we're about finished up, man, unless we got uh, one bad day. Uh, the cherry on the pie. Uh, like, rather than cherry on the pie, what's a better one? The chili on the uh, hot dog, the uh, freaking, I like chili dogs, um, freaking, uh, the, um, is it the fat chicks singing? Because we all love fat chicks. I don't know. We're going to come up with something solid for it, something, something minefieldsy. Oh, dang it, man. So, yeah. But yeah, now we got a Batman One Bad Day book three, The Penguin. Best one so far. Yeah, no, it was a it was a solid book. I feel like part of it, like I made with my mind, because I just got the, I texted you when I found the the fifties Batman mobile, uh, Batmobile uh, at the uh, at the Kroger, and um, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I thought they made a bat a Batwing, and I'm like, no, I have a Batwing, I don't. And then like second page here, we get, I was like, when was the last time we saw a Batwing, like a legit Batwing? Not just some like flight capability that kind of resembles a bat, but a full-on bat wing, and we get it. Third yeah. panel. But yeah, no, it's uh, we do it's it's awesome. But yeah, we see a uh, penguin just out of. Don't know if he's out of jail per se or out of the hospital. But he's just sitting by this river and outside of Gotham by himself. And he looks up into the sky and he's, he sees the aforementioned Batwing. And this, this is this is a penguin that has been brutalized. Like just sitting here on a park bench by himself smoking a cigarette. Spends $20 to buy a gun with one bullet in it. Oh, that was brutal how that went down, man. Like, like uh, just, just the way it happened. Like, 20 bucks, and yeah, the the ammo isn't going to happen. I remember seeing a meme the other day when you realize that, like, that you shot a guy eight times uh, and lost $50 worth of bullets when there was only $10 in your wallet. Um, this is, this is, mm-hmm. this is, uh, Penguin got hoodwinked here. But yeah. the uh, freaking uh, ne'er-do-well here in the scene giving him his uh, unmarked gun here has some mercy on him, but not real mercy. I mean, like, you know, like, here's one bullet, you know, use it on yourself. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we just see in Ping, the whole thing ends up being that Penguin is trying to get his empire back because the guy that used to hold his umbrella freaking took his empire and because by the time he freaking realized what was going on he had treated everybody so poorly that nobody had his back 
Did they show that during um, Fear State? Where uh, I don't I don't remember an Umbrella Man taking over. I, I do remember the club getting taken over, but I don't remember an Umbrella Man doing it. Yeah, I know. I was. Uh, I think this is. You know, these are these are just the one bad days for each character. Like we uh, we talked about it. If you look at the uh, the font that's used for each of the beginnings of these books, there are going to be eight of them. This is book three. All of them are the killing joke. Because there's that famous line in the story where you know the Joker talks about how it just took one bad day, one bad day to make to make him into the Joker, and like just one day that was bad enough that it freaking twisted him. Yeah, but all the one bad days we read so far were kind of tragic stories. This one, like before we get too far, had a happy ending. Um, complete opposite of what we've read so far in in terms of uh the killing joke um one of my favorite things about it we've talked about it a million times what canon is there's canon where they say it's officially mm-hmm. canon this is officially in detective this is officially in batman number 685 or something like that but then ellen moore comes along and writes this one shot and all of a sudden it's such a good story that everyone has always collectively agreed this is what we have collectively decided is the definitive origin of the Joker. And yeah, I'm really loving that if this is a, I think this is well enough told uh, right up there with uh, Morrison and um, Alan Moore writing here about what I would want a definitive origin for the penguin without revamping, without doing a new 52 or rebirth. Uh, I'm I'm loving every little bit of this, man. Like, uh, uh, please continue, man, because this 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 frankly gave me goosebumps the entire entire time I was reading it. Yeah, well, yeah, no, he takes his uh his whole thing is that he tells this guy, "I want to take my empire back," and he ends up having, like I said, the one bullet and the gun, and he ends up he's gonna go. And first place he goes is he goes to the guy that ratted him out, basically, to the Umbrella Man, the guy that should have had his back. And freaking the guy paid him, uh, the Umbrella Man paid him 25 grand, I believe, or 200, was it? It's 25 grand or 250,000. It was $25,000. 25K, which is nothing. That's not even a cheap car. That's, yeah. that's nothing. That that shows where the allegiance is. Twenty five grand probably got this guy high for two weeks. Yeah. And he's just you know, and he goes and gets his money back. And by the time whatever time it passed, freaking all that was left was ten bucks. And freaking the guy goes and he's you know, like, I'll give you your money, Penguin, I'll give you your money, and he goes to pull a gun on him and freaking Penguin ends up using the bullet and putting it through his head and killing the guy. And his little typo negative tattoo on his shoulder. Yeah, he does. Good call. Yeah, no, there's a, you know, there's a, a prostitute outside that he had watched the, uh, watched the door for him. And he tells her that he needs a crew. And freaking, she's like, what's this crew going to be paying? And he holds up the $10, and she takes five of it and then runs off. 
and he, you know, he's kind of, he's just down on himself still. And he looks up in the sky and he sees the Batwing again. You know, and then we see that, uh, you know, Batman's on the police scanner and there's just something after something after something after something after something going. And there's just one crime after another. He's got his feelers out. Which one matters? Which one, which one am I, should I go to? Like, uh, like almost like minority report. Like I know what's going on. Where do I go? And, but like at the same time though, it really disturbed me how stoic Bruce's face was as, as everything's going on here. He's in the sky. He's, he's piloting, uh, like a hover jet and he's being complete completely inundated with a uh, freaking uh you know gotham city like police reports like officer down go here go here and he's just okay he's he's got his feelers out and he lands on some thugs and you know throwing down on some cops the cops are just like oh thank god like we we're we were done yeah. for we were done for which is what bat bats does um but yeah. how, how did you feel when he just like that's the one he picked was that a little too convenient or, or is he seasoned? No, I mean it, it. Like it plays into the story later because the whole thing is that he's just, he's got so much going on. He can't be everywhere at once. And this is, you know, Batman comes in, he saves people, yeah. But like you can tell that he's just he's sitting there like, ah, oh, crap. Which one do I go to? Basically, that's kind of what I was thinking from it. Agreed. He's got the feelers out. Yeah, but I guess he's got to like, oh, I've only got, I can only be so many places. And freaking, as he's, as he's handling this situation, more and more crimes are coming up. You know, and then we see the penguin, uh, fall, he meets this lady at the, uh, at this restaurant where she always gets tea. And she's just like, what are you doing here? And she's like, how do you find me? And she's and he's just like we're all creatures of habit. Yours was always tea on Thursdays. And we find out that this is a woman that used to work for him, and they were, you know, they were friends for a long time, until he got too powerful, and then he just didn't have time for her anymore. But she's, you know, she's the first person he came for, came to for help when he needs when he needs it. This is her first appearance. Not seeing. Yeah, any, it probably. Not seeing. I can't say I've her. seen her before. Yeah, I was just googling. Yeah. No, nothing is coming up. It, it for Lily. Yeah. You know, and he's just like you know, and as the check comes for her tea, he takes her. He takes his last five dollars that he has, and pays for her tea. And he's just like, I, you know, he's, he's like, I've never called you Buster, which apparently is her name, what we learn later. You know, that he's like, that was inconsiderate. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I will respect you. Just give me a chance to do better. Right. And she's just like, let's go get your empire back. You know, then he goes to a, goes to a guy to help get some muscle. And freaking Frank. All the people laugh at him. Yeah, he goes to, to see Frank, and all all the guys laugh at him. They're like, "You're not, you're you're nothing anymore. You're just, you're just Oswald, basically." 
or not even the penguin anymore. The penguin was somebody to, to fear and respect. And you got, you know, you're a joke. You know, he's like, you know, I've got, I've got a gun with one bullet. So, you know, I'm at least making, I'm at least making some form of progress. And as the guys get up to freaking to beat on him, you know, he's like Lily and she's just like, it's all right, Oswald, you can call me Buster. And she lifts up her hands and she's got these massive hands. She's man hands. <laughs> yeah. And she, she proceeds to beat the crap out of everybody in this room. You know, we, yeah, we go outside, and there's uh, Montoya, and she's talking with Batman about this uh, this crime wave that's been going on. And she's like, you know, how are we going to make this stop? You know, there's drugs, there's guns, assaults, trafficking. It just, it just keeps getting worse. And, you know, Batman's, it, Batman talks about how it's the Umbrella Man. How this guy rose to power, and he just... Let, let's people run amok, basically. And Montoya's like, he keeps his hands too clean. We can't get to him. And Batman's like, you know, maybe I can. You know? And, you know, Montoya's like, you know, this isn't... You know, this isn't how you meet Force with Force. You know, I've seen, you know... You know, this isn't you, Batman. And she's and Batman is like, this isn't Gotham, not anymore. And he's like, I'll do whatever it takes to fix my city. And then we end up going back to the warehouse where Lily is finishing off finishing off Frank. You know, and then we end up getting a little bit of a as they're after after the uh the butt wampin' that was given, you know, they have they actually have a heart to heart where they talk about how uh you know Oswald grew up alone and he didn't have any friends and all of a sudden in a seventh grade or seventh uh, birthday party all these kids showed up that picked on him and they apologized and everything was okay and it turned out that uh, his mother had paid the parents of each kid that showed up $100 just to come to the party just to not you know just so his kid for one day Oswald would be okay. And it kind of, it made everything, you know, it made things make a little bit more sense. You know, and then this kid named Steven Vanderesh told him the only reason anyone would come to a, a stupid little animal like his party was because they were paid off. And he, you know, Lily talks about how that was, you know, how he sounds like a jerk, basically. And Oswald talks about no, it was uh, it was powerful. It was truth. It helped me realize that if it does, it doesn't matter if people are good or bad. It only matters, you know. The only thing I want out of life is to be admired and respected. And if you know not those two, then I want to be feared. He talks about how the Joker admired him, the Riddler feared him, and he's like, I like to think at times Batman respected me. Now that would have been. Uh, Detective Filmish number 58 from uh, December 1941, which would would place Oswald, if he was born seven years beforehand, as 88 years old as of now, and $100 
It's bad. Do 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 That would have been doop 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 That would have been the equivalent of hundred and eight. No, that can't be right. One hundred and eight dollars. And nineteen That would have been the equivalent of $2,000, $2,019 to show up at the Penguin's birthday party. At his oh, wow. seven, seven year old, seven year birthday party. And. Jeez. Wow. I mean, like, you see those videos where, like, on TikTok where uh, someone's like, uh, no one ours to be heed for my little sister's birthday party and our mom and dad eight months ago and all of a sudden like eight million people show up and there's a GoFundMe. Um, yeah, but two grand to show up at a little kid's birthday party? That's something else. Yeah. I, I, had to, I had to do the math, man. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You know, I just do the, uh, the Jeopardy thing. But yeah, no, uh, we turn around, they're having this heart to heart and then this guy all in black shows up and freaking turns out he's Elliot. He's uh, Arnie's nephew. One of the guys that is no longer with us. Correct. And he's like, you know, they were here. I was here to try to get a job. And Penguin's just like, I couldn't go. You got a job with me, kid. And they end up walking off together. And they're going to this this bank that isn't really a bank. The private bank of Gotham. Yeah. It's a, a money laundering scheme that these three are walking into. And he hands Elliot the gun. And Elliot's like, me? Why? And Penguin's like, no one would expect you to have the gun, let alone use it, which gives you an edge. And that's one of the things that I really enjoy about this book is, like, the the reason Penguin does what he does. I agree. With who he, with who he chooses to associate with. It all makes, like, when you look at it, it makes sense. I have a theory on this one. Uh, like, it, it's, it's solid, and it's total minefield, this new era. Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll get to that near the end, but it's something that's just—it's calculating. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, it, this is the most calculated book I've ever read. Oh yeah, but yeah, they go inside and they—they uh, they talk with you know Johan because Penguin's got this uh, money in here that he is trying to acquire, but the money has obviously been taken over by the Umbrella Man, and Johan tells him. Like that's not your money anymore. You can't you can't take it out, because he's like if I if you know if I give it to you, they're gonna kill me. And freaking, you know, they have a little tete tete a little bit before. You know, Johannes is like, there's there's absolutely no way. And he looks he looks over to Elliot and he says his name. And freaking, the guys are, you know, the whole thing was the key word for Elliot was if Penguin said his name, he needed to shoot these guys, and he just won't do it. And then Penguin loses his mind on the guy with the gun, and is like, they think you're spineless, you're an unloved little milksop. And Elliot just goes insane, talking about, leave me alone, Tommy Quinn. So whoever freaking Tommy Quinn is, apparently he was uh, not very nice to our boy Elliot. And he ends up shooting several members of uh, of the group here, and apparently shoots enough of them that 
uh, freaking Johan puts his hands in the air and gives Penguin the money, even though he's going to kill him, he, you know, even though the Umbrella Man's going to kill them. And freaking sure enough, Elliot, you know, goes outside talking about, oh, my God, oh, my God, I, I almost killed these guys. And then he quickly throws up because he can't believe he almost he did that. There is actually a Captain Milksop. That's a thing? Yes, this is. Mortimer X, clumsy clerk who ran into some trouble with some criminals. First appearance, Red Band Comics number one, 1944. There is another use of Milksop that I was looking for because uh, I know it was using something else. Ah. Uh, X-Men. It was using X-Men. Knew it. Right. Yeah, new okay. mutants. New mutants. That's a specific word. It just it stood out too much. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Yeah. So now they've got this money in a on basically a credit card, and they're on to the next point of their plan. And next thing you know, we see Johan sitting here with the Umbrella Man trying to explain himself. And Umbrella Man is a blowing his blowing his brains out. It's not Jace, is it? That's not Jace. No, no was, this is this is already completely different. But he he is using the one of my favorite old school '80s tropes, maybe like mid '70s. All bad guys wear all white. Of course, he's fancy. He's the umbrella man. If you're an all white, you're a bad guy. I can see it. But yeah, the so next thing you know, uh. Penguin and his his crew of two, as it were, they go and meet Frida, and Frida was uh, has this all female gang that are just these, just like I said, an all female gang, and you know he he apologizes. He's like, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to do better, and he's like, I you know, and he, you know Frida goes off about you know. We took a risk, fought, our, fought your battles, and you just like the idea of having chicks with guns around. And we constantly fed, felt objectified and marginalized. And one of the funniest lines I've seen, I've read in a long time, I had a legit laugh. I laughed out loud when I, I saw popped. this. I popped. Was, for God's sakes, Frida, I ran a criminal empire. I'm sorry I didn't have an HR department. <laughs> And so she's, she says no. She's like, we've chosen our side in this fight. And, you know, it doesn't matter. And he gives it, he gives her the card with all the money on it. There's a John... $250,000. There's a John Wick film, uh, like, homage here. Like, th- th- like this is based... They're basically in, like, a place to buy all the most deadliest weapons you possibly get. Like, like in, mm-hmm. like, like, the Sommelier... You know, uh, might I recommend this? And, like, you know, they're not recommending nothing. <laughs> Get out. And he says, like you yeah. said, like, you know, perhaps I can purchase your skills. 250000 when he just recently acquired. It's like, he doesn't care. Like, like they haven't even shown him to get up. Like, like the only thing I would have asked for is for him to have ex- expended a little bit of money on a little bit, like, uh, of, like, a... Remember what I was like complete complaining about at the funerals? I couldn't get a decent meal. I just want something yeah. to eat. He didn't even do that. Yeah. He didn't even do that. <laughs> like he wasn't even feeding the ducks. There was no ducks at little 
Gotham Harbor. He didn't have no bread. He was just staring solemnly into into the harbor. And now he's he went from f uh, $20 to $10 to 5 to one gun with one bullet to broke. <laughs> and and uh, just acquiring things left and right. And he's just making amends. He's, he, like, anytime anyone craps on him, he's like, yeah, I was a bad person. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that's freaking... It's all it's all part of a plan. He's just getting one piece at a time. Because the whole time after they murder Johan, freaking the Umbrella Man is like, you know, go hand, and he tells his guys to go take care of Frida and her and her group. Because, you know, that's where Penguin's going next. And they turn, uh, like I said, Frida turns them away. Um, they end up leaving. Before you go too far, Frida, she's a uh, Native American-looking Mexican girl with a... Not a full-on unibrow, but, like, they call her Frida because of the eyebrows. Okay. Famous artist, man. One of the best. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, they end up, you know, freaking Umbrella Man's guys end up breaking into her building and killing as many of her girls as they can. And one thing Penguin made sure to do was like, if you happen to change your mind, I'll give you this burner phone. Call me. And here's the money anyway. <laughs> and she ends up grabbing the phone with her and the remaining girls she has. And she's like, Oswald is Frida. Can I come see you? Well, and freaking, they end up they end up meeting with the... It's her and two other girls that are all that are left of her crew. And she's just like, they're gone. All of them. It was Umbrella Man. And he's just like, I'm sorry. And she's like, you tried to warn me. You know? And she's like, you know, he should be, Umbrella Man should be sorry because I'm going to kill him. And then she just, he, Oswald just looks at her and he's like, Frida? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, may I, under the circumstances, may I give you a hug? And she was like, I appreciate that. And they, they embrace and freaking now he's he's you know he's got his he's got his freaking gang with him and they're gonna go they're going after the umbrella man and as they're literally walking the six of them frida her two girls freaking lily penguin and uh the other guy we're gonna name him arthur it's not arthur but i cannot remember his, elliot that's his name elliot you know, as they're walking, uh, there in the sky yet again is the uh, the Batwing, but this time Batman is standing in front of him. Now, 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 here's something that just stood out to me. What is one thing that Batman doesn't want to be done about him? To be seen. Like mm -hmm. he's in a spotlight here, and then I just realized under the Batwing are like glowing red lights. You know where the Batman is close. He, yeah. He's doing his patrols. Like the, the, that has been throughout the entire issue, like him doing his patrols, figuring out where he's going to go. But he's he's stepping into the light, and he's posing all dramatically. And Oswald is like, you know, uh, uh, Buster's like, let me at him, Oswald. I'll beat him. I'll beat him in the yesterday's tomorrow. It's all right, Lily. And he, he, he doesn't even have a concerned look on his face. He's just like, all right, 
not even a, I'm expecting this. I already planned 10 steps ahead. He's got this look on his face of like, what next? All right. I, like, I'll, I gotta handle this like a man. Like, and that's like, every time he's handled anything, he's got this look on his face of like sorrow. But like, I gotta, I gotta face it. I gotta face it. And he's facing the Batman. And please continue because you've got some great insights on this one, man. Yeah, no, they're, uh, and then they're standing face to face, you know, underneath this light. And he says, are you going to arrest me? And he's like, you know, for what you start for this war you started? Yeah. And he's like, what? I started it. And he kind of goes in and, you know, hits Batman with some truth, you know, talking about, you know, he's talking about how, you know, even when he was freaking, when he was on top, he always made it a point to give them enough weapons to be a problem to get to Batman, but never enough to beat them, but to beat him. He's like, I supplied everybody with weapons, but never enough that they could beat you. You know, I, everything I did, I was always able to control the amount of crime. And the Umbrella Man isn't controlling anything. He's letting people run free, and they're just, you know, everything's everything's gone too far. And he's like, I, I basically was the cap on crime. And he's like, you can turn around, you can let me do this and let me get back in control. So that way there is a cap on crime, or you can let this nonsense continue. Because you can't, and basically he calls his card, he's like, you can't be everywhere at once. I can give you back the Batman. I can give you back the Gotham that you used to think was yours. And he's Batman is just like, you know, tonight, you, you know, tonight, you'll, you do it tomorrow. You belong to me. So he ended up beating Batman with words. That's wonderful. And then freaking, they're like, this is what we're going to know. They've got their plan. And Elliot's just like, we're going to die anyway. We might as well, you know, we're all going to die at some point. We might as well make it the, you know, might as well get the ball rolling. And Ping was like, this is very profound, Elliot. Now let's go get what we came for. You know, we go into the garage and all of uh, Umbrella Man's, um, uh, the, the garage of the uh, Iceberg Lounge. And all these guys for the Umbrella Man are there. And everybody's walking up, five of the six. And before they realize it, the sixth one is over here um, sniping them off one at a time. And everyone's everyone's getting their piece of the pie, but they're leaving uh, Umbrella Man to Penguin. You know, Penguin's just like, you know, you thought you'd beaten me. You thought you'd taken everything from me. But there's one thing you'll never. And then he just backhands, backhands the Penguin, knocking his monocle off. Flying monocle. How dare you? Yep. And then he just jumps on top of Penguin and starts beating the crap out of him. Looks like he's just hammer fisting him over and over, over again. Over and over. And freaking, he's like, and, and the Umbrella Man's like, you made me break a sweat. You know, screw you, basically. And as he gets up to walk away from the Penguin's corpse, Penguin's over there just like, you think you can kill me? You don't know what it takes to survive here. He's like, you're just a man. But I have never been anything except an ugly little animal. And Penguin just gets up and dives at him. Full kill Bill and style. Just, yeah, just murders him. Like, 
you know, the next image is him basically ripping his throat out his teeth. And as freaking Lily walks in, freaking she she calls for him, and he just walks away from her, and he walks into the bathroom before he even starts cleaning himself up. He looks in the mirror and is just like, "Thank you, Stephen Vanderish." <laughs> Thanks for the inspiration, brother. Yeah, and we we show up five we show up five months later, and Penguin's back in all his splendor. But but this time, Lily's by his side, and his whole crew is still there. And he's just like, you know, this is you know, it's good. I feel I feel relaxed. I feel good. You know, and you know, Freed is behind him talking about how you know the crew's got her back or got his back. And he's like, this is, you know, that's, fan- you know, phenomenal. And he's like, you know, on this auspicious occasion, give me a moment. And he walks outside and there's Batman. And Batman's just like, we had a deal, Oswald. One night to handle your affairs and it's back to business as usual. Despite that it's five months later. Yeah. And he's, and Penguin's just like, you know, funny, you know, the way I recall our agreement, you should go into the night pretending you had some grip on the city. Well, I once again took control of her illicit trades. And he's Batman's like, whatever it takes to feed your ego, like I said, between you and me, it's business as usual. And he's like, hmm, usual. Batman, you have no idea of what you speak. I have something I have not possessed in a long time. And he's just like, friends. And for us, business will never be usual again. It's heavy, man. So this this... Yeah, but this book, it, it brings up questions, though. And that's the whole thing. Is Pringman legitimately remorseful? Or did he say what he needed to say to get what he wanted? Man, that smirk on his face says otherwise. But at the same time, though, and I'm glad you asked that question, is uh, the one thing that Penguin had going for him on this is he kept his word on everything. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. single little thing. Like, like... like sacrificed everything like he already had lost everything we read tons of stories of the guy that lost everything and now he has everything to gain this was not mm-hmm. that sort of story that like everything was yeah. working against him and like even the people working with him hated his guts and he but the fact that he kept his word and he, he kept it going and uh the tete like the 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 cream of the crop rose here i mean he, he's got his mutant girlfriend with the giant man hands He's got the crazy guy that wears all black that's in all, now in all white. The sniper chick with, with her crew. Uh, Freaking, um, there's a lot going here. and But he kept his word. And uh, there's another metaphor I'll, t- I'll talk, to you about, uh, talk to you about off camera. But freaking, uh, I, I didn't think about that. I was so engrossed in the story. I, I didn't think to think that Penguin might have been, had the usual uh ulterior motives man like everything just worked out well despite the bloodbath but all the people that died deserved to die and we've got and we've got a future not i'm using this phrase not specifically uh a future state batman that like oh i give you one night five months later yeah you've been gallivanting just having fun back with your original gotham playing with your uh, freaking uh, mass and perpetuating the Batman story. And I'm still here. I took control of everything. You ain't got to worry. Like he, he basically said, don't worry. We're there's 
there's no fentanyl coming in. We still got the regular stuff, but like you know where it's coming from. You know what I'm doing. Leave me alone, man. I got everything on ha on handle. Like just, I'll tell you what you need to know when you need to know. Obviously, you're late to the party, but I'm not gonna rub it in your face. But like, just do your thing, and I'll do mine, and we'll work together. Like that, that's what I got. I, is, am I too far fetched on that? No, I mean, it definitely could be, but freaking, like I said, it's just, the biggest point, like, I don't, I would love a part two of this just to see, get an actual, like, to find out, because it, it does, it leaves a lot of questions, which is kind of what you want from these books, because, like, it's like, that was the whole point of the ending of freaking Killing Joke initially was, did Batman kill the Joker? Correct, and then it also begs the question after the end of the Joker War, uh, where Penguin lost everything. Like, uh, like, re like as of right now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's had a nose job, uh, faked his death. His kids have got the inheritance. He's just trying to be a private citizen. He just got pulled back into like one of those side stories. Mm -hmm. But even then, that could still lead into this. That could still lead into yeah. this. And yep. and I, I love it. Uh, I, 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 this was the best book, probably of the past three weeks. Like this was, this was gnarly, man. I, I, like all these new characters, um, I hope they introduce these guys, all of every single one of them, and build into this, or at least hint to it, and let the fans decide. Like we just, we've discussed many, many times before about what like canon means, and um, how do you feel about that when t like this being canon? Uh, I mean, I definitely wouldn't mind it being canon. It's, it's just, like I said, these, the last two have been really good and solid. Freaking, I didn't care for the Riddler one, which I was more than happy to talk about. Yeah. But uh, this, you know, this one was, the, the Two-Face one was a definitely a step in the right direction, and the Penguin book was a, a leap in the right direction. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one, man. This ring, I think these are, you know, these are quickly becoming some of the better books that are coming out and freaking, uh, we should see who the next character is going to be. that's going to get featured. Whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. I'm loving it. That's uh that's what I got for tonight, man. Yeah, that no, sounds good, man. I think it's about so, definitely leaving on a, on a high note. It's your turn on this one, bro. All right, this is minefields. This is dangerous. This transmission is over. Buy the t-shirts. New era rules. <laughs>